Welcome to Super Nerd Podcast, the adventure that brings you the latest nerd news and rumors from movies, TV, entertainment, and sometimes science! You name it, if it is nerdy, we are talking about it. And tonight's main event is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Nerd Out! I am your host, Austin, and with me as always is the amazing Amanda! Hey! The wild yet elusive Jekka. The rambunctious Bob. Hello. And Burn Brady Burn. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, super nerds. I told you we'd have a higher quality podcast. <laughs> and the intro from the beginning proves that we're back at it again. And we're obviously going to be talking some Doctor Strange uh a little later but we're also gonna be talking the first trailer for avatar 2 has been released as well as the first trailer for cobra kai season five and the next actor to play the doctor in doctor who has also been announced and a whole lot more so make sure to hit that podcast subscribe button we would love to nerd out with you each and every week and if you've already hit that podcast subscribe button you know what i'm gonna say plus 10 nerd xptia we love you guys. And for everyone else, as soon as you hit that podcast subscribe button, you too can start earning some nerd XP. But in the meantime, Jekka, what's nerdy with you? Well, um, so for many years now, I've been, I have not owned a like iPad or a tablet in any form just because I'm like, I have a laptop, I have my smartphone, we're all good. But then I was just like talking to one of my friends and I... And she was like, you know what? I'm going to get in, like an, a tablet so I can use it for my field research. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's oh. a good idea. So I now have a tablet. It just came oh. to me, so I just got to set it up. Um, it's an iPad mini. So sweet. Got to be doing that. And on that note, I finished my first year of grad school. Yay. Yay. Congratulations. So, yeah. Congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah, my first, uh, my first tablet was an iPad mini as well. So now we're on to number three, I believe. Well, yeah. technically the big, the other big one's mine. Yes, but we've we have purchased three, is what I'm saying. But yeah, it anyways. was it was a long endeavor, like figuring out what I would want, and I, it just came down to like I want something small, yeah, easily, yeah, you know. So the, so now I got to nice work th- on getting like a case for it. So the nice thing about those iPad Minis, they can fit in your pocket pretty easily. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I a man's I, pocket, a man's pocket. It's true. It wouldn't work for. I think it would only work for like one of my pants. The uh, the Apple pencil's pretty cool with it too. So I don't know if you want to do that. But anyways, well, I was thinking about that. But anyways, yeah, come on. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty cool. I like my Apple pencil. Quite. I use it for almost all my my own uh, work and school work and all that. So, all right, Brady, what's nerdy with you, man? Uh, you know, not a whole lot. Uh, it's just been a busy week. I think I talked to, uh, last week about the Scarborough Fair thing. I will say, with you being out of town, I did a lot more um, article reading and stuff, trying okay. to fill in some gaps and stuff, you know, maybe give you some ideas. And uh, yeah. one of the ones that stuck out to me this week was I saw one where scientists have come up with a way, experimental, for um, plastics to be decomposed yes. in like a week's time. That's pretty interesting. Which is in Which is, that's... That's earth changing. If if the, I mean that's you know single use plastics of which I'm guilty of using, you know I try to limit it, but you know those 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 are bad, right? And if we can find a way to 
adopt something like that. It'd be great. And the other thing I found that was really interesting, some of the users, my, or listeners, users, you can tell I'm in IT, right? <laughs> uh, some of the um, listeners might uh, uh, be interested in is Frank Miller mm-hmm. um, is launching Frank Miller Presents comic books um, where they're going to put out between two and I think it was two to six um, uh, storylines a year. And he's going to bring back Sin City and Ronin. And some of the other storylines are going to be for independent uh, comic book creators. Um, so, you know, if you don't know who Frank Miller is, he brought us like uh, uh, the Dark Knight series, some of the Daredevil stuff, uh, 300. So he's he's a big name. You know, even if you don't know his name, you know his work. So anyway, that's that's some of the nerdy stuff I found this week. I know we've got a lot to talk about, so I'm going to cut it out there. But But yeah, check those stories out, folks, if you get a chance. Very cool. Hey, thanks for all the help. I appreciate it. I love you, man. <laughs> love you too. Right back at you. All right, Bob. What is nerdy with you, buddy? I got a bachelor's degree. Woo! So there's that. That was very um, loud, but congrats. Yeah, <laughs> I also saw on Strange New Worlds and uh, Star Trek: Strange and, New Worlds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, a little uh, indie movie called um, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> Just indie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I look good. forward to yeah, watching. Like uh, theaters. I look forward to watching Strange New World. I was trying to convince Amanda to watch it. We wa- we started it, and then we got like five minutes in, and we ended up doing something else. Well, so. you wanted to watch. Um, to- uh, that Top is Gun. true. That is true. Yeah, Top Top Gun Mavericks right around the corner, so I figured we better watch Top Gun with oh, the family. Yeah. Woo. No, I I've been hearing great reviews about Star Trek: Strange New Worlds, and I really look forward to jumping into it. Next week we're gonna be talking. Uh, Star Trek season, uh, Star Trek Picard season two. So we'll be getting into that. So, all right. What's nerdy with me? Well, yes, I've been out of town. I, uh, I was at Fort Knox, Fort Knox, Kentucky. And, uh, my first, uh, my first, um, for, foray into Fort Knox was through the James Bond film, Goldfinger, in which, uh, they try to, they try to break into Fort Knox and steal all the gold, or, or actually, they tried to uh, uh, set off some sort of bomb. That anyway, anyway, let's start right. So I was at Fort Knox. Fort Knox has an on-post comic book store, which is freaking super cool. There's a lot of super nerds in the army, and um, the fact that they have their own on-post comic book store is like. So cool. I, that's, I think that's probably the second post I've ever seen with a comic book store on it. So so I uh, went in there, hung out a little bit, did some cool stuff. And, uh, and then one other funny thing. So this building that we were working out of, we accidentally got locked out of it, like me and like 30 other people. And so we're trying to figure out how to get back into this building that we're locked out of. And somebody made the comment... Man, it's like we're trying to break into Fort Knox around here, and it, <laughs> and it just happened to be true. So, <laughs> yeah, pretty funny stuff. So, anyways, I'm glad to be back and uh, be back for a while, and uh, and let's talk a whole bunch of nerdy news because we got a whole lot of it. All right, here we go. Many Bothans died to bring us this information. Ooh. And what is the news that should be on your nerd radar? Well, the first trailer 
for James Cameron's Avatar, The Way of Water has been released. That's right, James Cameron has been working on his sequel to Avatar for several years now. It seems like he's been working on it forever. But Avatar, The Way of Water, is finally going to be released in December. And the first teaser trailer has been released. The sequel is set more than a decade after the events of the first film. It begins to tell the story of the Sully family, the trouble that follows them, the lengths they go to keep each other safe, and the battles they fight to stay alive, and the tragedies they endure. Avatar, The Way of Water, hits theaters on December 14th. Let's take a listen to the trailer and talk about it afterwards. So, you know, when the first movie came out, like it was a pretty big game changer movie with all the cinematography and CGI. And I'm like, and I'm to me, like the movie Avatar was like, yeah, it was a pretty film. I'm like, it was okay. (laughs) I'm one of those people that didn't understand the whole hype around it. Um, But anyways, um, but this one, like, I'm excited to see just like how because technology, like movie making technology, especially, has come so far in like these years. It's been like what? It's been like thirteen Ten. years or something. Yeah, it's yeah. been thirteen years. So I'm like really excited to see how this movie is going to be. You know, well, maybe tempted to see it in 3D. Maybe that's a big maybe. Um, 3D is still pricey, but but yeah, I'm I'm like very curious to see where this goes. You know. The trailer, when I went to the movies this weekend and saw the trailer, I mean, it's visually stunning and we would only expect it to be that way. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But um, I'm a little bit different than you in that I'm not, I'm, I'm not really excited to see it. Not, not because it doesn't look good or anything. Just, I don't have an investment in it, you know? Um, So, I mean, we'll see how it goes. I think it's like they, 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 that trailer just, I don't know what they did, but they like really, touched my curiosity nerve and so my curiosity nerve is hmm. like yeah i really want to see how this pans out like the plot line is it going to be good low expectations there but i at least <laughs> want to see like cinematography you know and see how that 
how that's changed since it came out because it was such a game changer when it was so released. I, I think for me, I was really excited to see it when it first came out and I went to go see it. There was all the hype around it. And as pretty as it was, I just went out feeling like I wasted my time because the <laughs> plot didn't pull me in. And so seeing it now, I'm like, oh, well, look, it's so pretty. Okay. It probably also <laughs> it doesn't so, have a plot. Like, I'm so going I, to compliment the CGI and cinematography, <laughs> all of that, not so much when, the story writing. <laughs> and I can respect that. When I was at the theater, it, this was one of the very first trailers to start playing. And what caught my attention was actually the audience. Uh, nobody in the audience even slowed down to watch the trailer. <laughs> like, like everybody it was like just munching their popcorn or having conversations and doing their own thing. Like, usually, if the highest grossing film of all time, uh, you know, has a sequel and people are super excited about it, they go, shh, shh, like they want to watch it. But nobody like n- nobody slowed down at all, and that that spoke volumes to me. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering if this isn't going to make make nearly the money that that they're thinking it's going to be. So. They missed the hype. They missed their opportunity by making it so late. Yeah. All right, moving on. Oh, Bob, you want to say something? Go for it. I'm not terribly excited about it simply because I felt like it was a story that would, if you want to call it that, it was a story that was told. And it feels like there really wasn't much more left to be told. You know, the humans yeah. got defeated. Uh, the blue dude or the pink dude turned into the blue dude. And uh, <laughs> spoiler alert, it, uh, it's been like 15 years. So you can get over yourself. Ooh. But the fact of the matter is that the story had a definitive start, middle, and end. There, there really wasn't anything else to draw on. Yeah. Once one saving grace for this though, I, I will say, although I'm kind of with you, Bob, um, is that just from the from the trailer, it shifts me back to Jekka's side. I think the cinematography and just oh, the experience that, of seeing that. that will be worth the price of the ticket. I mean, I won't lie either. Hopefully. Like the whole title Way of Water, I'm like, ooh, are we gonna get the other elements too? Like way of fire, way of earth, way of air, like or something else. You know? Well, they can't do that because we already have an Avatar, The Last Airbender. I was going to say the yeah. same thing. That's and that one was I terrible. Tried, I that. When the, the title was Way of Water, I was like, oh, so we're going to get like, they're going to. Yeah. Waterbenders, huh? Waterbenders, yeah. Anyway, okay. So I'm just going to point out when it first came out, I had a really hard time talking with people about because oh, The Last too. Airbender came out the same time. Yes. No, and too. it messed me up trying no, to talk about the movie. be like, oh, Avatar's so great. I'm like, oh, yeah, like Sokka's my favorite. And they're like, who? And I'm like, wait, who are you talking about? <laughs> so Major confusion. All right. Yeah. Moving on. The second trailer for Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi series has been released. That's right. Lucasfilm. On May the 4th, dropped a new trailer for the upcoming Star Wars series, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And the trailer puts the focus on Kenobi being hunted down by the Inquisitors. The trailer features a ton of new footage, and it's even teasing the return of Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader. The story in this new series begins 10 years after the dramatic events of Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, where Obi-Wan Kenobi face his greatest defeat, the downfall and corruption of his best friend and Jedi apprentice, Anakin Skywalker, who turned to the dark side as the evil Sith Lord Darth Vader. 
Well, Obi-Wan Kenobi will drop on Disney Plus on May 27th. So let's take a listen to the trailer and talk about it after. Stay hidden. Or we will not survive. Leave us alone. When the time comes, he must be trained. Like you trained his father? You still want Kenobi. He's gone. You've been looking in the wrong places. I want every lowlife and bounty hunter to squeeze him. You can't win, Obi Wan! You can't escape him! I think the big question we're all wondering is Austin, was there enough Vader in that trip? <laughs> but seriously, I'm I'm really excited for it. I really like the use of the Inquisitors and expanding upon the Inquisitors and learning more about them. Because we, we got a lot in Rebels, and I'm looking to see them like really hunting Jedi like Obi-Wan and how that really went. So I agree with that. I'm, I'm excited for these, the inquisitors, like to see how that all works out. Yeah. Um, and yes, yes. But we need to see Vader hunting too. We need uh, Vader hunting. And that's why we left that open. Was there enough Vader for you in the trailer? Well, it's not, it's not the trailer. I'm worried about. I want to see. I want to see Vader. <laughs> that, that question is more appropriate when we nerd out over the Obi Wan Kenobi mm. series. Series, yes. I will. I will say what stood out to me about the Vader stuff since you're bringing it up is the if if you if you look at the scene where the uh, the chest plate with the spikes goes into his uh, chest. Uh, if you actually look on the far right of the screen, you actually see uh, Anakin's burnt body. And then the 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 leather part, and then the spikes go in. So it, it really makes it look like the spikes are going into Anakin's burnt body, and it's kind of interesting. So, but anyways, that that's what stood out to me. And uh, and Owen Lars sick burn, <laughs> <laughs> like like you trained his father. Oh, my drop. Yeah. Ooh. When I when I first saw that, I, I watched that scene like three times in a row. I was like, "Oh, that's gotta hurt!" Because <laughs> I wanted I wanted to take in every nuance of Obi Wan's crushed spirit in that moment. <laughs> Anyways, I found that I found that to be amusing. <laughs> um, and Ewan McGregor didn't fail to deliver it. Oh, did not at all. Like, oh, I'm I am so excited to see Ewan McGregor. Yeah see him act as like a fully like a you know like this transition obi-wan i'm so yeah. excited to see him do that well, one thing i liked about it it was the prophetic like you need to be really careful they're gonna come after you yeah, yeah. and 
thinking about episode four, like you really see that where they ca- they weren't careful enough. Who uh, wait, 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 I must um, who who said that they're gonna be careful? Um, Obi Wan's telling Lars to be careful. Oh, oh okay, I got you, got you. They're yeah. coming after you. I wonder what they yeah. did. I wonder what they does that mean? Luke did something. No, those uh, you remember from episode four. It's like they were looking for the droids. No, 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 I know, I know. Bought, and then, but, like, but it's in this trailer that Obi Wan's telling them to be be careful, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so why would Obi Wan be doing that? Well, does that does that mean Luke did something with the Force slightly? Well, no. They otherwise, they, why would Inquisitors be looking for them? I don't know. Well, that's the thing. He's like. He's saying, and this is my interpretation, I'm sure we'll find out at the end of the month, but, you know, he's saying, like, don't do anything to draw attention, because, like, maybe the Inquisitors aren't on Tatooine yet. Yeah. Like, just keep lying low. Or maybe it's like, they do come to Tatooine, and so he's saying, hey, they're here, you gotta lie low, because they may find Luke, you know? And just think, what it ultimately got them in the end was buying the wrong droids. I think one... One thing that I'm really looking forward to in this series that seemed absent in the trailer, unless I'm just not recalling it, is uh, the young Leia, right? Oh yeah, that's right. Because there's oh, there's yeah. a, there's a lot of talk about the the uh, young actress actress that's going to be playing Leia, and she supposedly has a pivotal role in this in this series. So I'm really excited to see how that might come into play. Yeah, that would be yeah. I kind of forgot about that. That'd be pretty cool. Maybe we'll see Bail Organa. Maybe we'll actually see Leia's mom a little bit more than the three seconds we saw her at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. That'd be yeah. cool. So, anyways, moving on. The first trailer for Cobra Kai season five has been released. That's right. Netflix has released the first trailer for Cobra Kai season five, which features Terry Silver's Cobra Kai taking over the valley. But Danielson has teamed up with his old rival chosen to help them to help him take them down meanwhile Johnny is taking a trip to Mexico with his son Robbie to find Miguel and bring him home showrunner John Horowitz in an interview recently talked about the upcoming season saying quote when Daniel went to Okinawa in Cobra Kai season 3 we saw that chosen had lived his life of shame coming off the events of Cobra Kai I'm sorry Karate Kid part 2 and that Daniel coming to Okinawa gave him an opportunity to redeem himself in his eyes. And we always felt that he showed him a couple moves, but he's always going to feel that responsibility to help Daniel. And so the fact that at the end of season four, things are worse than they've ever been. Cobra Kai is more popular than it's ever been. Terry Silver's relishing it and in full force and Daniel supposedly having to shut down Miyagi-Do, that's when you think about it from Daniel's perspective. How does he come back from this? End quote. All right, let's take a listen to Cobra Kai Season 5. Here we go. Today is a turning point at Cobra Kai. Our competition has closed up shop. And the only thing better than a full dojo 
There's a whole valley of full dojos. Come join us. This is what we're up against. I know firsthand that Silver isn't afraid of putting kids in harm's way. And that's why I have to take him down. You're playing with fire, Danny boy. And I am gasoline. <laughs> How could you take me down to Mexico and not mention we were coming to get Miguel? Do you even have a plan? Of course I do. I'll ask around if anyone saw Miguel. That's the big plan. We all get shit wrong sometimes, but if you own up to your mistakes, you always have a shot at making things right. Hey, we're not friends. We never will be. There's only one way to end this. Yeah. We have to cut the head off the snake. Badass. I told you not to play with fire. Hey, whoa, no, 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 I didn't mean literally cut his head off. All right, Cobra Kai Season 5 is actually coming out early, moving from its original December release date to September 9th. What did you think of the trailer, Jekka? I'm like, so I wasn't too thrilled with the previous season. I was kind of like, for me, it's like the whole, like, Johnny and Daniels back and forth. Like, it's... It's wearing on me that I'm getting a little bored with it, even though I understand like it makes sense for their characters. But this one, like the trailer, I was like, yeah, I'm still going to watch this next season. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm excited like to see because Cho- I really like Chosen. Yeah. And I was bummed we didn't get enough of him in season three. And I was like, he's so cool. And like, yeah. how he's like, for like grown from that, what happened in Karate Kid part two, like I wanted more chosen. So I'm like really happy. I want to see more of him in there and like how they're going to beat Cobra Kai, you know, how yeah. they're going to beat Johnny Silver. Um, as well as like Tori, what's going to happen with her, what she's going to oh, do. Tori. I'm very, I don't want to say anything. Cause I think Bob, you said you're still working on that. Right. Oh, you're on mute or something, buddy. I am, but no big deal. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm gonna save it because I don't want to spoil it for you because it's it's pretty mm-hmm. like the way season four ends. It was kind of like whoa, you know, and so it's gonna be a game changer for like Tori's character, and I'm excited to see that. I think the uh, reason why they re- they're releasing it early is because I'm pretty sure they are they're already working on the next season. I haven't confirmed that. I'm just, I, they are they are yeah. okay. All right, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're already working on the next season, and uh, with Netflix subscriber numbers going down. They need to uh, pump out content people want to see. So I think it's getting pushed up because of that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not complaining, so. Well, September and they're 9th. trying to balance out. Um, sorry, I just put a chip in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're probably wanting to try to balance out because, like, you know, Stranger Things, like, that's coming real soon. And it end, like, the next set of part two of Stranger Things is in July. So, like, you know, keeping having it in September, that's just, like, a couple more months for subscribers to stay. So, you know, it makes sense yeah. like, to, try to keep them on and give them something new much quicker. Yeah, indeed. All right. Speaking of first trailers, well, the first trailer for game of Thrones house of the dragon has also been released. HBO has released the exciting new trailer for its upcoming game of Thrones prequel fantasy series titled house of the dragon centuries before the events of game of Thrones. House Targaryen, the only family of dragon lords who survived the doom of Valeria, took up residence on Dragonstone. Fire 
and Blood begins their tale with the legendary Aegon the Conqueror, creator of the Iron Throne, and goes on to recount the generations of Targaryens who fought to hold that iconic seat all the way up to the Civil War that nearly tore their dynasty apart. So House of the Dragon will drop on August 12th, 2022 on HBO. Let's take a listen to that trailer and talk about it afterwards. What is this brief mortal life, if not the pursuit of legacy? I, Rickon Stark. I, Corlys Velaryon. I, Orman Baratheon. Promise to be faithful to King Viserys and to his named heir, Princess Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra Targaryen. Men would sooner put the realm to the torch and see a woman ascend the Iron Throne. We play an ugly game. You have the determination to win it. So when this was first announced, I was thinking, yeah, I'm, I think they're just milking the cow here. Yeah. Not really interested in seeing this. I changed my mind after seeing <laughs> the trailer. It looks really good. It's like, I'm already, I'm already invested. Yeah. This is, and you start hearing some of the names that, that were referenced, you know, in, in Game of Thrones. Sure. Uh, and you start to, um, you know, and you're drawing those associations. So the the production quality on it looks great. Um, I think that it's going to be, I think it's going to be phenomenal. If, if, if this trailer is any indicator of how the, how the series is going to go, I think it's, I think it's going to be pretty phenomenal. Yeah. I do take exception though. I think history does remember blood though. Right. I don't, I don't think that it's just, uh... names it remembers. and there are massacres you hear about. Oh yeah. yeah. I couldn't tell you the yeah. names. I think that's kind of a weird line. It's yeah, like one of the, I, 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 get, I get weird dialogue stuck in my head like that. It just doesn't make any sense. Kind of like the, uh, the, uh, black widow line. This is how they stay above the radar. You don't stay above radar. You stay below radar. You know, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's just, it's just sometimes there are dialogue lines that uh, stick in my head and they kind of ruin like a whole thing. So anyway, I will, but say, yeah, this looks great. I will say this, this trailer has thoroughly convinced me that, uh, Matt Smith his physicality belongs in fantasy. Um, yeah. Like seeing him in uh, Morbius not that long ago, like Matt Smith looks out. He, he looks like out of, out of his element placed in modern day uh, TV shows and whatnot. Like he needs to be in either sci-fi doctor who or straight up fantasy. There is no today roles for him. Yeah, <laughs> you could see him like being he, like an accountant. Yeah. No. <laughs> He like he really has... he really embodied like the Doctor Who's personality because there's things he does now yeah. that I'm just like that was a very Doctor Who move. I mean, and like you know, which kind of goes hand in hand. Anyways, sorry. 
To disagree, I think he did a great job in The Crown. Oh, 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 I haven't oh, seen that. I oh, yeah, um, that's right. He did do a great job. He did that. a really great job. Yes, yeah. but but he was he was supposed to be like straight up British there or whatever. Yeah, he played what? <laughs> that was that was in the 40s, right? Yeah. When, because, yeah, that's. But that's not today. That's, Queen. that's yeah. that's still a period drama. That's almost 100 years ago now. Can you believe that? Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm I'm just gonna say maybe maybe he doesn't do a good American. I don't, I don't know. Couldn't I, see him starting like Joe versus the volcano or something like that. <laughs> He's a great actor, sure, and no disrespect, but yeah, sometimes they put him in roles that he just is not good for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, moving on. Speaking of Doctor Who, the next Doctor Who actor has been announced. That's right. Uh, sex education star Nankuti Gatawa. Gatwa. Well, pronounce that first name. Um, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I. Sorry, I wish was, I knew how to pronounce that. N C U T I Nankuti Gatawa. Anyways, he's been cast as the fourteenth Doctor in Doctor Who, and he will take over the role from Jodie Whittaker. This announcement comes from the show's official Twitter account saying, the future is here. Nakuti Gatawa is the doctor. Nakuti talked about taking on the role, saying, quote, there aren't quite the words to describe how I'm feeling. A mix of deeply honored, beyond excited, and of course, a little bit scared. This role in show means so much to say so to so many around the world, including myself, and each one of my incredibly talented predecessors has handled that unique responsibility and privilege with the utmost care. I will endeavor with my utmost to do the same. Russell T. Davies is almost as iconic as the doctor himself, and being able to work with him is a dream come true. His writing is dynamic, exciting, incredible, uh, incredibly intelligent, and uh, fizzing with danger, an actor's metaphorical playground. The entire team has been so welcoming and truly gives their heart to the show. And so as much as it's daunting, I'm aware I'm joining a really supportive family. Unlike the doctor, I may only have one heart, but I'm giving it my all to this show. So returning showrunner Russell T. Davies added, quote, the future is here and it's not... Tutti, however you say his name. <laughs> Sometimes talent walks through the door and it's so bright and bold and brilliant. I just stand back in awe and thank my lucky stars. Uh, Nakuti dazzled us, seized hold of the doctor and owned those TARDIS keys in second. In seconds, it's an honor to work with him in a hoot. I can't wait to get started. I'm sure you're dying to know more, but we're rationing ourselves for now with the wonderful uh, Jody's epic final uh yet Finale. to come <laughs> but i promise you 2023 will be spectacular end quote so i just feel so so sorry for this poor actor i'm sure he's gonna make an amazing doctor but with that returning showrunner uh, eh. no no this is a different showrunner isn't it it's returning really? showrunner russell, russell t davies was did some no, good no, no, episodes no. He's, yeah he's returning he, i think he did the um 
Uh, it looks like he's not he, even mocked. It's, Mop, not, jo- it's not Jody Whittaker's. Uh, it, it's not. Let, no. Let's let's make sure. I no, just want to make sure. sure. It better not. Be. He did. He did the uh, Russell, Russell T Davies has like yeah. he did some older ones. No, I he, think I think he was okay. the one that did Silence in the Library. I I would have to really double check. No, but, give me a we're, we're, we're checking right I'm, now I'm almost, because he did Christopher Eccleston's. Okay. Nerd arguments are the coolest. He's been with Doctor Who like (laughs) a long time. Like he's okay. He's done good episodes. Like a lot of the good episodes from like Eccleston, Tennant, and Smith. Like he he did a lot of those. Doctor Who Who has like dashed my my love of the show so hard in the last few seasons. I think that's why they're bringing him back. Yeah, and. So I'm I'm really hoping for the best because I love Doctor Who, but I can't take more seasons of yeah. just the drivel that they gave us. Jo- this past just, yeah, because Jodie's been doing so good. Like, Jodie's an amazing doctor. She was so, so good, what? and like the writing like was just Vu. so bad. <laughs> It was like such a shame. This I was is, like, really? When we get a female doctor, like this happens? Like, oh, so. So it, I'm pretty sure we said the same. Doctor. Same thing sure, to Capaldi. Well, we said yeah. the same thing about Peter Capaldi, but I actually got really attached to Peter Capaldi. I actually liked his I like Peter Capaldi. Oh, yeah. He was, he was just a crotchety old man. Yes, fun. I loved it. <laughs> it was great. Jody, yeah, jo- but yeah, my 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 love of Doctor Who has taken a serious hit in the Jody Whittaker years, and it's so it is solely that the the episodes just are terrible. The, it, they it, lack it, and so it's much. Completely the writing. The actors tried so hard. You could see them like doing all they could to work with what they were given. And then that thing yeah. they did at the end of like what is it season twelve. Oh, like yeah, with, um, the, the like utter totally mess of retconning the entire series. Yeah, I was just like, what exactly non- did they do? I wasn't. I um, wasn't. They completely redid the entire history of the Time Lords and the Doctor. They pretty oh. much made it like the Doctor was an alien from another race that was found, and so they did like experiments to figure out the regenerative mm-hmm. ability. So then the Time Lords could all have that. And it was just like, they made it seem like only the rulers of Gallifrey had this ability. And it's like, no, that was a Gallifreyan thing all around. Like, they totally took... I thought it was just the Time Lords that got that. I mean, it was pretty clearly expressed uh, earlier on. Well, and, and we know how the Time Lords became Time Lords because that's how we got um, River Song. River was born in the TARDIS, and that's how she got her regenerative abilities. And they completely retconned that, and we're like, no, this is, um, it's actually from the Doctor. The Doctor's the original Time Lord. And they just completely trashed the history of Doctor Who in the last episode. It was one of those things that, like, but many fans were very upset and they were trying to be like creative ability. And it was like, no, you pretty much, it was like going in and like, I don't know. Like, I, do, throw, like, I, kind I would of like totally to point out that the, about the force to throw it out. Like, yeah. Yeah. I would like to point out that the entire reason that the doctor can regenerate in the first place was simply pulled out of the hat because the original doctor um, was dying. Yeah. And, and I do, I, I do understand that. But once you build, build war and, 
and other writers have come before and you build on what has come before, you don't go, oh, well, we didn't like what the writers wrote before to um, that they pulled out of a hat. So we're just going to completely redo the entire history. So th that's my argument. I, I don't really like what they did, but Bob, watch it and we'll talk more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I absolutely will now that I have time to actually watch. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's like, I'm just I, you know, about summer. I actually have... I have that the first season of Jodie Whittaker. I never got around to watching it, and I have, I I don't disagree with you. I mean, it, the writing didn't pull me in nearly as much as the uh, the Matt Smith years or the David Tennant years, or even yeah. to a lesser extent watching Peter Capaldi. Sure. I mean, it was more along the lines of Christopher Eccleston than anything. Um, I'm still haven't gotten around to going back and watching all the rest of the Doctors. However, Eccleston. He, he was a good actor. He just, it was just weak writing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's how it is with Jodie Whittaker. So, so the fact that they're bringing Russell T Davies back, I'm like, okay, this is going to be much better. <laughs> yes. we, got, we got a good Dr. Who writer that understands the lore. Like, I mean, I haven't seen this latest season and I think he was back. He was on this latest season too. I think they brought him as like a consultant or something. I, I don't yeah, I don't know. Science is too much on my brain. I don't remember these. The things. One thing we can rest assured is it's going to be better because <laughs> yeah. we have Russell they, T Davies. <laughs> they can't get much worse. So yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. Check this out. This is actually pretty cool. Science startup spin launch shows how we can get things into space without chemical propellants. That's right. Ooh. The startup called Spin Launch, has an innovative way of demonstrating how we can send payloads into space without the need for chemical propellant. Basically, spin the payload incredibly fast in a very large centrifuge and then shoot it out into space uh, on the right trajectory and speed. So for their latest test, they actually added a camera so we can actually see what it looks like to be shot in space from one of these things and the results are dizzying. Uh, so the company conducted their eighth test, and they shot this projectile over 1,000 miles per hour or 1,600 kilometers per hour, and it reached a height of 25,000 feet or 7,620 meters. Incredibly, this suborbital mass accelerator is actually operating at a fraction of its maximum capacity. And at that fraction, it was shooting at over 1,000 miles an hour. So the full centrifuge will be three times as big and will shoot payloads at an even higher speed. And the rockets will get to be about 200,000 feet off the ground before igniting their engines, and then shooting off into space. So basically, it shoots it up without the propellant. It gets super high up there, and then it, and then the engine will turn on. So what will that do for us? Well, the acceleration experience by the payload um, is not for human consumption, but will be used to help uh, reduce the cost of launching tools and supplies and things into space by a factor of 20 to less than $500,000 per launch. Yeah, man. When I found this link and I watched that video, it was, <laughs> it was insane. Yeah. So it's, it's basically, 
you know, it just spins around inside this thing and there's a little tube that sticks out of it. And I guess they, you know, they pull the little trap door, this thing flies. And I mean, there are obvious, I mean, I, I, this story is cool for so many reasons, but there, you know, there's the obvious, you know, you're not, I, I assume at that point, they're not going to use solid state fuels, right? So you're not going to need the volatility that comes with those. You're going to reduce the cost. You're basically just throwing stuff up into yeah. space. And then, and then once it gets up into that, into that area and it fires its rockets just to kind of maneuver to where it needs to go. I mean, that is so cool. Plus a 33 suborbital mass accelerator is one of the coolest names for anything <laughs> I've ever heard in my for life. Real. Now the downside of this if they're reducing the cost of launching things into space, which is getting all garbaged up anyway, is, is you know, how oh, much yeah. more, how much more junk are we going to throw up there? You I'm know? glad you said it, Brady, because you were, you said what I was thinking, but there we go. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it at some point we're not going to be able to leave, okay. right? Because there's so much stuff. Brady, you're just forgetting that Wally is just kind of telling us what the future is going to look like. You're not wrong. <laughs> Maybe we need to shoot like giant magnets into space to start collecting uh, space debris or something. Right? We need to do like a giant net. And Let's just start launching stuff worry about bypasses, like your telescopes and satellites. <laughs> and let the sun take care of it. But I highly recommend anyone who 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 is curious about this, take the, I don't know, the, the video is only like a minute long. Just look up spin launch. Oh, and, yeah. Or or even better, look up A33 suborbital mass well, accelerator. We'll, we'll and have watch the, the video. Yeah. Don't, so don't watch it if you we will have easy. I, I was just about to give that warning yeah. is do not yeah. watch it if you have motion sickness at all. Because uh-huh. I watched it and I got nauseated. Oh yeah, no, I I and like so I went and helped a friend do some field work when we were on windy roads, so like my stomach was feeling ick. And I watched it and I was like, oh boy, bad mistake. Like I didn't even get like 10 seconds. <laughs> and I was like, we can't do this, <laughs> but it's cool. So just be aware of that. <laughs> so we will have a link to uh, that video and all the other trailers in the podcast show notes to make it easy for you guys. So anyways, I don't know about you guys, but I think it's time to start talking some Doctor Strange. We had our honeymoon on Alderaan. Speaking Good of doctors. Good thing we took pictures, huh? <laughs> Shut up, Wesley. You have no idea what you're dealing with. Uh, Shakespeare in the Park. And that means it is time for our main event! Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness Nerd! Don't worry, I'll get it right. (laughs) Someone once told me that the reality I thought I knew was just one of many. Be careful which path you travel down. Stronger than you have lost their way. You think there will be no consequences? We're in the end game now. I sacrificed everything. And it meant nothing. Oh, Strange. What have you done? I never meant for this to happen. 
cannot control everything. You brought this on yourself. You break the rules and become a hero. I do it and I become the enemy. This doesn't seem fair. Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Rated PG-13. Be the first to see the mind-bending phenomenon in premium large format and IMAX tomorrow. Oopsie. There we go. <laughs> tomorrow. Oh, man, we jumped the gun there. Yeah, no, we're good. We're good. Hey, special shout out to all you super nerds who have hit that podcast subscribe button. We really, really appreciate you. Help us get the word out and tell a friend about the podcast. And I want to invite you to hit that podcast subscribe button if you've not done so already. Come on, do it. You'll get plus 10 nerd XP. Nerd XP. Well, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Guess what? We got some fan feedback from Santana on, uh, not the Santana, I'm assuming, the guitar player. But anyways, from Santana on our Facebook page. Hey, nerds, watch Doctor Strange 2 and Scarlet Witch is the strongest Avenger. This is a good movie with amazing visuals, stunning fight scenes, and mind-bending transitions. Though it is not better than the first Doctor Strange, plot holes and plot pacing hurt it. It is a solid continuation of the series and restart of new MCU phase. Highly recommend to go see it. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for reaching out to us. I don't know. What did you guys think of Doctor Strange? So There was an interesting article I read, and it had to do with Sam Raimi and what information he knew about WandaVision while he was writing Doctor oh, Strange yeah. 2. And he only got little excerpts that they, that someone felt was important for him to have for Doctor Strange 2. And someone pointed out if he had had all of it and been able to under, to, to have, see her, like how she changed at the end of the series, how more sympathetic could she have been where she's trying to get the boys while still being a good person? Yeah. Cause that was my biggest thing about it. Like the trailer made me think that she was going to be for lack of a better example. Like I was going to view Wanda as more of like Catwoman, where it's like, she's sometimes the good guy, sometimes the bad guy. It's all about her own agenda. If like whoever, like she has her own goal. And who, if whoever's going to help her get to that goal, she's on their side. So she's not like for one or the other. She's just like her own path, you know? And so like the trailer made me think that was going to happen. So I was kind of surprised um, when she turned out to be the main villain of the story. Yeah, Spoiler alert. alert. But yeah, it just kind of like threw me for a loop. And I mean, I I do like how she kind of redeemed herself at the end, like how that happened. But yeah, I just felt like it, it took me by surprise, and I think that was the one thing that got me hung up on it. Otherwise, I really enjoyed it. Like, it is trippy. Like, it's definitely... I was kind of surprised how, like, horror-flicky it was in a way. Oh, that was that was so great. I love yeah, that like, part. Yeah, it was kind of fun. It's I was Sam like, Raimi oh, for you. Neat, you know? Pushing that PG-13 rating. Uh, all I know is I had a four-year-old to the right of me and a six-year-old to the left of me. And my arms were not my own for most of the movie. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I thought it was a good movie. I, I don't, I don't think it was, I don't, I don't know if it lived up to the hype. Um, but I don't mean that in a bad way. Cause this movie was really hyped. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was still a, it was still a really good movie. 
Uh, I had some things I didn't care for about it, but I mean, for the most part, it was a good movie. I, I would absolutely watch it again. It, I, I, I do agree with Santana in that um, it's not better than the first one, but it's a oh. solid continuation. Yes. Yeah. You know, I think that's uh, I think that's the perfect description. You know, it's uh, it's just introducing the new phase. And, you know, there was some fan service in there that I really enjoyed. Um, but, I, you know, I mean, it's easy for me to talk about the problems I had with it. But, I, you know, all in all, it was a good movie. So the reason I brought up what I did is because um, it could have been more. But at the same time, it was really good for what it was. was my yeah. You know, here's here's the thing. Um, he's absolutely right that there was there was a lot of plot holes. There's a lot of pacing issues. Um, a lot of it, um, it what Brady said about um, about what Sam Raimi knew and what he didn't. Um, was the key part of the problem. And that was because these were all released out of order. It was supposed to be WandaVision and then Doctor Strange and then Spider-Man. Um, so, was it? Yeah, it was originally. They had to reshoot a bunch of uh, both Spider-Man and, Wanda, or, and uh, Doctor Strange in order to have them released in the order that they're released in. And... It speaks to part of the problem with the way Marvel has been doing, uh, has been developing these movies. It's part of the problem and part of the solution in that they compartmentalize everything and then they give them pieces, but they don't realize how these minute details, how in comic books, minute details have a tendency to take on a lot of own. And unfortunately, it's really it's really a result of the fact that we're trying to release three movies and three, three to five TV shows a year. So I think the actual order would be uh, WandaVision, then Loki, then well, I wasn't including Loki, but okay. Then this, then, then, uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. No cause yeah, no, cause that threw me for a loop. It's like in the very beginning, Doctor Strange, he talks about Spider-Man. I was like, wait, I thought he forgot him. Because that's what happened in Mm -hmm. No Way Home. Is that in order to fix the spell, everyone would have to forget Peter Parker. He forgot who Spider-Man was. Yeah, he forgot Peter Parker. But everybody would still know who Spider-Man is, right? Okay. And that was a loophole to uh, to keep the reference. Uh, that was a pretty funny reference. Does he shoot it out of his butt? Right. Oh my gosh, I was so. laughing so hard. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh boy. All right. All right. It's like a very I'm valid ju- question, too. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm jumping right to it. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! If we haven't done that already, we we have definitely. Okay. You you Just you really drop the first spoiler. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Patrick Stewart, Professor X. With the original theme, too. Patrick Starr's Professor Yellowchair. He died. And then he died. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. Um, Well, um, John uh, Kaczynski's. Yeah, that was cool, too. Yeah, Yeah, I'm actually, I'm I'm very happy about that. I'm very happy about Captain Carter. I'm even happy about Black Bolt. I like Black Bolt, but I'm really happy. I'm really happy. I know, but I'm really happy, too. He rolled in. I was like, yes. 
Well, I was one of the- very happy that uh, that they actually did Black Bolt justice. Yes, Just, they did. And that was one of the things I, that I actually cared for about Inhumans was that Black Bolt straight up whispered. Even when he whispered, I mean, the things that he said were profound, yet they just caused untold devastation. And they actually showed it, which was amazing. Yeah. I think one of the things that the introduction of that group did is it showed that, and, and throughout this, through, through, throughout this movie, what you see is that in these alternate universes, you will have the same characters and sometimes they'll be the same and sometimes they won't. Right. So it kind of sets that precedent. Um, I was really surprised with the um, with the ease at which she defeated uh, Captain Marvel, because I, oh, I, yeah. I I would I would argue that Captain Marvel is the only other uh, superhero that could or yeah that could challenge Wanda. Um, so yeah, that was that was a little surprising. I think oh. Professor X could have killed her. Like he could have just made her mind blow up. The- like. I think they, I think they neutered Professor X a little bit, the, especially well, since maybe this version. So this version. Okay. Yeah. So what I really got from this is they completely and utterly underestimated the Scarlet Witch when they're like when, oh, when yeah, Doctor Strange is trying to warn them. They're like, she'll just be walking in this body. She can't hurt us. Yeah, that's very true. They did underestimate. And so, well, no, go on, Amanda. Finish what you were saying. It, well, so when they're going to um, defend themselves, they don't realize that they just walked into their death because they're not prepared to defend themselves. They, they are not prepared. To. But Professor X was rooting for for Doctor Strange. Professor X. Yeah, he was the only one that like took him seriously. But but I will admit, like, I actually really liked what Amanda just pointed out. Was like yeah. they underestimate her, and then she just walks in. And it's like if she can take out Professor X, I was like, that is crazy, you know. So like, um, yeah, Captain Marvel was like the last person standing, but once she took out Professor X, I was like, they're all gone. Like they're all done for, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I, I actually really enjoyed that because like it made her a very formidable opponent. Trying to contain the nerdiness. <sighs> okay. Just don't so make obviously, it pitched for our listeners. <laughs> I, I know. I know I'm, I'm trying to keep it down. Okay. So we got Professor X. Obviously, that means the X-Men and mutants exist. But what really surprised no, me. it just means Professor X exists. No, they didn't no. say anything about no, the mutants. No, 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 no. It, We had it, the theme song. Mutants, <laughs> mutants exist in the MCU. But do they exist in the same universe? What would what, they call us? Like 616. 616. Do they, do, but, but do they exist in 616? Like we, we've been predicting for forever. Like not just us, but like all nerds that, that, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness would somehow suck in mutants into Universe 616, but it looks like that did not happen. That would be an incursion. <laughs> and, you know, talking post credit scenes, you know, how do you take care of an incursion? You know, you've got, uh, what's her name? Cora? Um, that, uh, that met up with uh, Doctor Strange and said, okay, we gotta go fix this. Was that, right. I, I thought it was like 
Clea. Clea, 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 I don't know her name. I don't look it up. I didn't recognize yeah. her. Uh, um, she is the love, the next love interest for Doctor Strange. Oh, really? Yes. And you know, you could do worse than Charlie Theron. Yeah, yeah, I totally. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah, the. Uh, I will say this, and I may be the outlier on this, and I'm okay with that because I don't care. But um, I am so glad this. I'm trying to use appropriate four letter words. I'm so I am so glad this darn story about Wanda chasing her imaginary kids is done. It's oh, about yeah. worn out. I agree. I, I, I agree. I, you know when she, when they drop. You know you're what ten minutes into the movie before you find out she's the big baddie, yeah. and you know it's just that whole worn out story of i just want my kids look i get it you have writers for a reason there are other stories <laughs> that can be told right you know and look I, it, at it least they're movie. consistent great yeah great performance all that stuff i just yeah. i'm just not the whole motivation and, and drive for the story kind of i don't know it kind of turned it down from 11 to about a seven for me you know i was like oh now yeah didn't i watch a season of this yeah wanda became the focus of the entire mcu it felt like for a little too long yeah yeah i I don't know well i like that it gave it some uh it gave some uh some consistency the thing is and it's the problem that i've worried about with the mcu is that they were going to have kind of a monster of the week problem where each movie was mm. going to be a different, uh, a different enemy and there wasn't going to be a consistency and there wasn't going to be any overarching bad guy besides, you know, you, you got Loki and you got uh, Thanos. Um, but to show actual character arc and character development, um, I read somewhere that, and I won't attribute this to myself, but they pointed out that this movie suffers from a lot of the same inconsistencies that um, Iron Man three um, dealt with it, at the end of one of the Well, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And yeah. I'm a huge Iron Man fan, and I thought the Iron Man three was trash. Um, but the problem. And the problem that they were that they were describing was at the end of Iron Man three, uh, he blows up all his suits. He's like, "Okay, I'm done. We're no more Iron Man. All that stuff." He gets the arc reactor removed from his chest, and then here comes uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, and all of a sudden we have Iron Man again. We thought he was gone, but he's not gone. With Wanda, it's like, okay, she got done with WandaVision. She got her intelligence back. Yeah, you saw her with the dark hole at the end. But all of a sudden, they're like, hey, she she's back to wanting her kids back. Well, I think I think they could uh, have left Wanda days. there the ones she, for yeah. longer. And I think that would have been better. I, I think they could have left Wanda on her own and ha- told some more stories and then brought this in. Yeah, I was kind of surprised that they brought like full out Scarlet Witch so soon into the MCU. Um, it could have been a s- slower buildup, I think. Really? On a little, a yeah. slower buildup. You think well, they could have gone slower slow. with that? Not a slower buildup, but, <laughs> but not not immediately after WandaVision. Like I figured there'd be a, one more stepping stone or something. Like maybe a couple more movies in between. Uh, not even a couple. Just just 
just a, a, a transition movie from good to evil. <laughs> yeah, because it's I like, don't know. It's, I, you I didn't know. see her die, so there's no guarantee she's dead. Well, and evil is subjective there too, right? Evil well, yeah. from the point of view of she, Kevin Feige. Yeah, I mean, she she kept saying throughout the movie, like, I'm not a monster, I'm a mother. And I was just like, you know, Brady, you talked about how, like, there's lines that stick in you and you're just kind of like, what? And that was one of them. I was like, I felt like it was trying to say, like, trying to make you sympathize with her. her. Like, she's just trying to find her kids. But it was just like, no, you, like, jumped so quickly into, like, she is full-blown villain. Like, she's willing to, like, take the life of this multidimensional being burning people in the courtyard there was a disconnect there that she was because wandavision you know she's like trying to save other people like she sees the error of her ways and then you like double back on that i don't know and that's why i felt like they they should have given her more time to be on her own to show that she's becoming more desperate the longer she's without her children and that's why I think there should have been more time in between WandaVision and Doctor Strange 2. Couple of, uh, go ahead, go ahead, Jeff. I was going to say like, yeah, definitely like at least even like, or like, yeah, another movie. I think, I don't know, another movie or maybe like a WandaVision season two may have been just fine. Which I think they're making, aren't they? It seemed like I heard there was going to be a second uh, I heard season. that they were only doing one I WandaVision. Sure hope not. <laughs> okay. They are doing yeah. uh, um the Agatha Long series. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I really want to see what they do with that now that Scarlet Witch is supposedly, maybe, possibly not gone. Now, if, if one is gone, there's not holding Agatha gone. there anymore. Exactly. Yes. I was thinking couple- the exact thing as soon as she died. I'm like, ooh, Agatha's out. She ain't going to be happy. <laughs> A couple of non Wanda centric comments. First, and this just confirms what I thought already. How awesome is Wong? Yes, love I mean, Wong. Love when Wong. he was at the beginning, when he was fighting that first tentacled creature, I was just like that. That that was that was peak Wong right there. I loved that. Um, but the other thing, and and I was watching something else, and they pointed this out, and I, this is something. This is this is deep cut that I is not foundational knowledge for me, but by bringing Richards in from the fantastic four. Right. And he mentions that he has a family. So that mm-hmm. establishes the fantastic four. Yeah. King the conqueror is part of his lineage, mm-hmm. right? Is down the, so that links Richards with Kang, Ooh. right? And, and, and Kang spans all of these multiverses. Kang- Kang was in Moon Knight, not necessarily the actual character, but pictures were in okay. Moon Knight of Kang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that 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 makes a lot of these tendrils kind of go out but Wait. come back together. Pictures of Kane were in Kang, the Conqueror. Kang yeah. were in Moon Knight. Yes. I don't remember that. Yeah. But I thought that was pretty awesome. I thought that was pretty awesome. And the uh one of the other um so this is the last thing I'm going to mention about um, things I didn't particularly care for about the movie. I have come to realize that there are some directorial decisions that Sam Raimi makes that just bug the snot out of me. <laughs> and oh, yeah. I, 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 and look, I accept that I own that I'm probably in the minority on that. 
I'm okay with that. Like I said, I'm sorry. I didn't catch what you said. There's some directorial decisions that Sam ah. Raimi makes that I don't care for. Like? And a lot of it centers around those first person view kind of can there because they're in such stark contrast to everything else around. Right. There'll be the, all this stuff going on. And then all of a sudden you'll have something, you know, you'll have like a first person view of like an arrow flying at somebody's face or, or, or the watch face. Right. You know, you've got, you've got uh, strange reaching down and, and it's just, it, it, it creates a visual break for me when I'm watching his movies that is a little unsettling, you know, like it, it just breaks the flow of watching the movie for me. That being I, said, I, Sam Raimi's an artistic genius, makes millions of dollars. And uh, I, you know, so who am I? Right. But it, that just, that's just my, my two cents on, on Raimi, here, some of Raimi's decisions. Here's my question. What does the third eye on Dr. Strange mean? Uh, that's him turning into Sparky, Sparky, Boom Man. <laughs> sparky, Sparky, Boom Man? Yeah, he shoots Can you fire that out of audio? that third eye. It's from Avatar Last Airbender. That was my first uh, thought when I saw the third eye pop up in the other Doctor Strange. I was like, ooh, Sparky, Sparky, Boom Man. And, you know, then I lost <laughs> it. So When when you're finished here, when we're finished, you need to take that uh, Jekka saying Sparky, Sparky, Boom Man and factor it into that main event audio introduction. Uh, <laughs> so I, I'm reading up on it a little bit online. Apparently, it is the eye of Agamo- uh, Agamotto itself. Um, the third eye powers uh, allow Doctor Strange certain telepathic abilities that enable him to see into aspects of another person's soul. Uh, so, I, so I guess it's the eye of Agamotto itself. But why? Well, he he seemed to own it at the end of the movie. I mean, it's not like he was trying to hide it or anything, you know. Yeah. In that in that uh, cutscene. Um. So you know. Oh wait, wait, wait! In the in the in the uh, post credit scene, he had the third eye. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. Okay, yeah, maybe you're I, right. So what I want to bring up is... does it blink? Is that what you wanted to bring up? Does it blink? I, I think it would be a wink, wouldn't it? <laughs> okay, sorry. Continue. Okay. I'm going to get beat up anyway. by Amanda. Anyway, <laughs> all right. So what I thought was interesting is that John Krasinski was a fan cast. Of for Reed Richards Mm -hmm. for a very long time. And what I was realizing is they do not have to cast him as the real Reed Richards. Right. But that's why I pointed out earlier that they set the precedent that some of these characters transcend, transcend universes as the same and some don't. So it leaves them the option to cast him in the future. Now they had Monica Rambeau as, uh, as yeah. the um, as, Captain, as Marvel. Um, Captain Marvel, they had Patrick Stewart as Professor X. They had yeah, yeah. Uh, Mordo. I mean, like if they decide not to use Reed Richards, he is quite literally the only character in the Illuminati that would have been recast. Every other character was in the MCU yeah. in some way, shape, or form, uh, except so, for um, Silent Sky that. Should not speak. Black Bolt. Black Bolt. Black right. Bolt. No, Black Bolt was in Inhumans. That yeah. was never made. That was made. Yeah, there's it was a TV Inhumans. show, and it was terrible. No. But it was still. So, okay, uh, I never. I. It was one of those I never. Okay, watched. it was I so. It. Uh, literally, 
they shaved Medusa's head in episode one, and that completely ruined it. It's like, <laughs> dude, really? Okay. You took away her power. Question. Does the third eye get eye crusties in the morning? Mm. Very important question. Well, so it comes no. up in the wrinkles of his forehead. <laughs> so it, it, it like he opens it and it kind of like separates in the wrinkles. So do you do, I think there would be more do you, problems. Do you apply eyeliner or mascara or whatever? I don't know. Okay, anyways. <laughs> At this point, I'm only amusing myself. Yeah. <laughs> They're there, honey. They're there. Uh, all right, let's, all right. Back, back to serious talk. Change the page, or you're gonna keep focusing on. Oh that. yeah, you're right. Um, I have a question. So when there was this part when like Doctor Strange and America are going through all those mm-hmm. other dimensions, there was one that looked like it was um, the Watcher, or at least like I don't know. Oh really? Yeah, there was like a face one. Sweet. It was like face, and like my first thought was the Watcher. Although in my brain, oh. I was really more thinking of like the the guy that was from Loki. Ugh, sure, that like it just like it was like very brief, and I was like, "Whoa, that looked like the Watcher!" And then like it was yeah, gone. That's pretty cool. Was like, Whoa, this is interesting. So, here's my other question. This is a serious question. Where where does the MCU go from here? Like, what are we? What are we supposed to be seeing in the MCU? Are, are we are we are we establishing another Infinity Wars uh, overarching storyline, or what? Because what, uh, what are we getting? What do you? What do you I think? think if they're doing if they're doing it, they're being a lot more subtle about it than they were in the original three phases. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, they brought up um, they brought up Kang and Loki. Mm-hmm. They've brought up. Um, more uh, terrestrial threats in both Hawkeye and uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, they've dealt with um, multi-universal stuff in uh, Spider-Man and the uh, or Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. So we got three possible th- fronts that we could see some threats coming from. I think if we do see another Avengers, it's they have to start coming together here soon. I don't know if we're going to see another Avengers. I'm, I'm hearing some rumors that we're not going to get any more. Kevin Feige's putting an end to it, the Avengers. Well, we might get Young Avengers. Oh. We might get some of the other teams. Thunderbolts, isn't that what they're called? The uh, with the the agent and Zemo and that's um that's a different Avengers team. Right, but we may see another team. Yeah. I guess is what I'm saying. Well, yeah. and, and the TV shows are leading to the Young Avengers. Yeah. Or well, apparently yeah, it also have a handoff you know, going on. We've got a couple of handoffs going on. Yeah. Five or six, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I do see the Young Avengers thing coming up, but I I like where Austin's going with this. That I'm really hoping that Kevin Feige puts the kibosh on like a straight up Avengers level thing i want to see i do want to see them doing team-ups uh like they do in most movies but i want to see them doing like partial universe team-ups not everybody all at once which makes it really really hard to follow the show yeah well i i like having smaller groups because then you can fight off these multiple incursions that happen on earth i just mm-hmm. want i just want an overarching plot i don't want it i don't want random one-offs from from here on out like 
there will always be overarching well, plot. <laughs> I think that this phase is going to have that. And I think this established that. I think between this and Loki, um, I think this multiverse incursion issue is is the overarching plot. So, and I think that's where we're going to get the introduction of a lot of stuff. Um, you know, and I, I think that now how that's going to play out, I mean, your guess is as good as mine, but I think that that's going to be the through line that drives a lot of the, uh, story forward, especially with some of the bigger names. Yeah. I, um, I actually, uh, saw somewhere very, very recently that Kim Feige and MCU, they're sitting down to hash out the next 10 years. So maybe, maybe we'll get something a little more uh solid in the near future maybe we'll end phase four with an incursion and we get i i hope so because i mean as of right now if it feels a little uh off you know just off the cuff uh yeah but at the same time it's the opposite of what we saw in phase two where it felt like everything had to connect to the mcu you saw that with yeah um Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. being connected to, like, the first three movies you had, or with uh, Iron Man, Thor, and with uh, Captain America. I'm you saw how... Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is that they think they learned their lesson with uh, trying to force uh, plot threads into movies that they didn't necessarily belong in, like in um, Age of Ultron. With the whole cave thing, that made literally no sense to oh, yeah, me. Oh that was weird. Well, then maybe maybe they'll have like two or maybe three. They're becoming two or three that? overarching plots, and yeah. certain groups will follow one plot closer than than the other. Yeah, and they'll okay. reference okay each other, that. and they might reference each other. But I think they're going to clear make it clearer which plot lines are with which groups. Um, the other thing that I, I was reading someone's um, post about how they took their significant other to the movie theater and they didn't let, they did, the person had never seen any MCU movies at all. Okay. Well, I don't know how that happened. Whoa, and they they took them to Dr. Strange too. And they followed the plot completely. And I think that's, that's something that we need to, that we need to consider is that, the uh, the MCU got to a point in the by the end of phase three where I would do, I would try and get my wife to go to a movie and she's like I haven't seen the first fourteen <laughs> yeah and so uh, that that's really what I think Marvel's starting to push now is that you can watch their movies without having seen the rest and still follow along with what's happening in the movie you're watching. And but, if you have done the homework, like some of the other things, they make more sense. Like yeah, you get the WandaVision. You, get, you get some of the um the Easter eggs, but at the same time, you can still enjoy it if you haven't no. seen everything. No. All right, final thoughts. Anything we haven't talked about yet? Um, I kind I liked America and like her power. I thought that was really cool. And I wish that and I think this is part of the whole like pacing was off. Because I kind of would have liked to see more of Doctor Strange trying to help her harness her power. Because then that last scene, when he tells her, like, you know how to do it. You've been able to do it this whole time. And here's how I I know. Like, that would have been more powerful. Mm -hmm. If, like, you had seen him trying to help her harness it. Not just that one scene where she's, like, trying to do the magic and it's not working. You know, it's like... 
that was my one yeah. thought. But I, I really enjoyed it. I liked that it was more like horror flicky. And I'm not a horror person, but it was yeah. kind of like, a, it was again refreshing. I was like, this is a different change of pace. The I Ultron oil all over her that made, yeah, it, that oh made it look like blood, but it was and actually her, like, oil. Weird was shuffling, like her weird shuffling thing that she yes. was doing in the tunnel. Like I was like, oh man, that's scary. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty was cool. Like, creepy. So my final thought on this movie, I liked it. There were a lot of good subtle things that were in there that you could spot like when America was on that ledge at the beginning and she stomped down and you saw that little star shaped flash where the concrete fell away. There were a lot of cool throwbacks. Um, Dr. Strange delivered a lot of lines in this movie that he delivered in others. Some of the other characters delivered lines. My favorite line of the whole movie was when Peggy said, I can do this all day. Yes. (laughs) That's it right there. Yeah. Captain Carter was cool. So there was a lot of, the, the fan service I really enjoyed. Certainly, what worth seeing, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch still knocks it out of the park as Doctor Strange. Great job there. So, Bob, any final thoughts? I think that this movie was meant to really expand on what Loki had already established, which was mm-hmm. really the multiverse, and it's something that. I think Marvel is really going to capitalize on as they try and pull in the remaining Marvel properties under the MCU umbrella. Um, Time only tell how they, how they accomplish that. But I think Marvel's pretty good about listening to the fans and they will keep, they will try and keep as much as they can to keep them happy. Namely people like John Krasinski, maybe trying to get professor X back under the seat. Although (laughs) I, Honestly, I think this was more of a cameo, as he yeah. did say that uh, Logan was supposed to be his last uh, outing. We'll see. I do think that um, I do, and I agree with you. I I, I think that this multi-universal incursion thing is going to be the major thing of this this phase, and I think uh, we're going to see Kang really real his rear his ugly head in phase uh, five or six. Just as long as we get mutants solidly into 616. I want to see some X-Men. I want to see some Professor X. I want to see a dark phoenix that doesn't suck. Ah, Yes. 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 We can't top that. So with that, we will end our podcast. Hey folks, thanks so much for joining us. On another adventure of Super Nerd Podcast, make sure to hit that podcast subscribe button and leave us a review wherever you're listening to us. Subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Pocket Cast, YouTube, or wherever else you find us. Next week, we are going to be talking Star Trek Picard Season 2. So make sure to leave us a voicemail with your thoughts at anchor.fm slash supernerdpodcast. You might just be on the upcoming show. You can also email us your thoughts to supernerdpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Search Supernerd Podcast. And be sure to give us a like, give us a share, and tell a friend about us. But from all of us at Supernerd Podcast, stay nerdy, my friends. Have fun. See you later. This is 